<laughs> I'm not keeping that. <laughs> That's like a bubble in my throat. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And I'm your brain dead conservative, Jake. Oh, shots fired. Duck, duck. <laughs> um, dude, there is a lot to go over today. A lot. So much, though, like, that's not even all politics. There's just so much I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. So what do you want to start with? Okay, let's start with um, your attempt, your attempted murder. My attempt, oh, of you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, no. Did you tell Kylie? Huh? Did you tell Kylie? I just said we ended up Did you giggle? No, I know. Did you say, oh, it was so embarrassing, Carly? No, I did not. No. Okay, so Sunday, I needed to go out. I needed to be outside. I really needed it. And Jake, just the sweetheart, was like, come on one of my hikes. And I'm like, dude, yes, that sounds amazing. So he takes me on one of those hikes. I get one-tenth of the way, and I say, I cannot do this. It was straight inclined for the... in 10 minutes dude <laughs> i'm not even joking my calves are sore they've been sore yeah i should have realized because then you're like where are we going and i point to, to the, the mountain <laughs> to the top of a mountain that's on the other side of a forest up a hill and i'm like okay and you're like dude we can we can turn back if you want and i'm like no i'm good i was not good I was not good. But it ended up working out because we went to Cascade Locks and mm-hmm. I showed you like my one of my favorite spots. Mm-hmm. And then although we couldn't go and really hang out there because it was a random dude fishing. Yeah, he's got to eat, dude. Well, I don't. That's not really a place you'd fish. I heard that's where you fish. Oh, really? Yeah. From your guys in Cascade Locks? Yeah, all my homies in Cascade <laughs> Locks. <laughs> and then we continued on to the Dalles um, to one of my other favorite spots. One of my drivers lives in the Dalles. Oh, really? So I was talking to him all, uh, the other day about all all the places to check out in the Dalles and Hood River and, mm-hmm. and Cascade Locks. Oh, and cool. Stuff. Yeah. That's, that's, um, that's good knowledge because there's a lot of uh, cool places. Well, he grew there. up out there, so he was just telling me about you know different places. He was talking about that ice cream place. Mm-hmm. He's like, did you stop there? I was like, no. He's like, oh, man, it's the best. And I've been there before, but. The place like, in Cascade Locks? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was just ramping it up, dude. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's, it is amazing. It's like East. I think it's called like East Wind. Yes. Something. Yes. The yeah. East Wind or something. I think the East Wind or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, so. I don't It was like I kept saying this. I kept apologizing because I felt just like a loser. Um, But it was a good measure. And that's something else I said of like. Where I am, I haven't been swimming. I haven't because everything's been shut down. I haven't really. I haven't played basketball. Last time I played was with you. Like just sedentary, right? Mm-hmm. So now I know where I need to get to. Well, I good. I um, honestly thought about like just going back to that same spot by myself and just working on it, so that one day <laughs> when you're like, "Hey, do you want to try it?" I'm I'll be like, "Jake, let's try that again, like casually, mm-hmm. not not without you knowing that I'd been working there, working out there." <laughs> and then you are, I'm like, "All right, let's go." And then you're struggling to keep up with me because I'm like running up the hill, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um, I, that'd be a long way to drive. Yeah, to it'd be that. worth it to for the long con, dude. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that that uh, the waterfall. Um, the waterfall is beautiful up yeah. there, and uh, it's called Rodney Falls. It's at Hamilton Mountain. Um, I don't mind sharing that because that's like that's such a high traffic area anyway. Yeah. Um, the other place, well, the other place was busy too. Horsey Flake Butte. Why are you saying it? Huh? I didn't tag it for a reason. Oh, that's our special place. Sorry, nobody's gonna go there. None of our listeners are gonna go there. They might, dude. We're pretty influential. True. And I did. <laughs> 
I mean, I did tag it in my photo of it. How dare anyway. you? I know. I think you've tagged it before. Yeah, I think I have. Anyway, so that's my measure. That's where I need to get. Um, swimming opened up back up. It did. Yeah, so okay. we got up this morning and booked a bunch of days for swimming next week. So. Nice. Well, that'll be fun. Well, then, um, you know, once uh, Lovely gets here, you guys are going to have a lot of... Oh my gosh! A lot of stuff to do. So well, and I'm gonna take you know paternity leave. So <clears throat> I get that because mm-hmm. of adoption. So once she gets here, yeah, that's the plan, is to just because, like I said, she's from Texas, and Texas is flat and gross. Mm-hmm. And I've I've told you this before, but when we were in Texas and we were with her and we were kind of showing her some pictures of what home looks like, we went to your Instagram. And just was going through your photography, and she was just like, wow. I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, you you can't explain what it's like to live here, mm-hmm. but I think you capture that. Well, so, thank you. Yeah. That, that was, that, that's, we that use that. We use that to show her. Um, so, yeah, hiking. Uh, yeah, when Lovely gets here, we'll, we'll go hiking. We want to go camping a lot. Just be outdoors, have a reason to be outdoors, have a guilt kind of tapping you on the shoulder like, dude, you've been sitting in the house for too long. Get outside. Mm-hmm. Do something. Yeah, no, I'm ha- I get that. It's about this time every week I start to get that itch to go. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Um, I'm going to bring this up, not for you because you don't ever take my suggestions, but if there's any listeners out there who, so I, I signed up for HBO Max mm-hmm. to watch Wonder Woman. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to cancel this after a month. Like, I just want to watch. I'll pay the 15 bucks for the month. Watch it. Kind of check out what mm-hmm. else is on there. I knew there was some uh, documentaries. Class Action Park, which is about Action Park in New Jersey. That was basically like Lord of the Flies ran by kids. Like, just chaos. People dying. Um, great documentary. Um, so I was like, there's some things I want to watch on here. So I'll keep it for the month and then I'll cancel it. Watch Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah it felt like a comic book which was cool yeah. it felt like an homage to like the old uh tv show mm. in some parts but just not it's it the what i it was weird different different same director but the first movie felt like it was almost set in the real world because it was in world war one mm-hmm. even though it was wonder woman and it's very fantastical second one definitely felt like i'm in a comic book world and there's a like magic and and things like that I hate I hate that that they you know not having seen it yeah uh, and I will see it that's one I want to see I have access to HBO Max so I think I will definitely watch that one I just don't I I hate what DC they've they've just who who owns it's Warner Brothers Warner right? Brothers yeah dude they have just at every turn they do the worst possible thing with with DC well not Batman series with Batman Begins and. Dark Knight and okay. Dark Knight. Well, since they tried to do the DC Extended Universe, yes, yes. they have made every... It's I, terrible. It's been, every step has been the wrong step. Yeah. Uh, why would they change the feel of Wonder Woman? Because the first movie was such a success. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that uh, that That's disappointing. I mean, even even in the first one, when, when you, she's fighting Ares, mm-hmm. it's still a little believable. Yeah. You know? I don't know why, but it was. Yeah. And this one, you're just like, okay, I have to, I'm now realizing we are no longer in Wonder Woman one type world. Mm-hmm. So. And, and Marvel has done a good job. I think, I feel like Disney and Marvel have actually done a good job of making it feel like it's like, it, it's a lived in world, right? Yeah. 
and 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 I think it's because of the introduction of like space mm-hmm. and like just like outer worlds. You've mm-hmm. already introduced that con that uh and they did concept, it, and they did it early with Thor. Right. Right. Yeah. right. So yes. There you. That's a great point. It's been present for that entire time. That's yeah. a great point. Thor was a great introduction to that. So then, by the time you get to Doctor Strange, you're like, oh, I I get this. Mm-hmm. Like, we're if Thor can do this, it makes sense. Doctor Strange can do that. Yeah. Have you seen Doctor Strange? I haven't. The worst! You're the worst! Dude, I haven't watched a single Marvel movie. <sighs> I started to watch, uh, when I had Disney+, Plus. I started to watch um, Age of Ultron. I got like 15 minutes into it, fell asleep, and I haven't picked it up since. Dude. That, that's like the furthest I've gotten is 10 minutes into Age of Ultron. Doctor Strange is good. It is a good movie. Yeah, but I feel like I need to watch it in order, in sequence. Yeah, so you're never going to watch it. Well, no, probably not. Anyway, so. Sorry, I heard something. Um, <laughs> HBO Max, dude. So I thought I was going to cancel after a month. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to cancel this. Wow. There is so much. I am ready to cancel everything but HBO Max and Disney Plus. Now, I paid for HBO now for like a year and a half mm-hmm. or almost two years. Yeah. Um. And HBO Max has so much more on it than yeah. HBO Now. I'm kind of pissed that they waited this long to put it out. Yeah. They got all these movies, all these shows I've wanted to see. Six Feet Under I've wanted to watch. Sopranos I've wanted to watch. They have every season of Robot Chicken. They have... Dude. It's, have it's, you, do, you, do you watch Westworld? I started it. I wasn't too into it. Okay. Is it good? It's very good. It's very good. But you also like Game of Thrones. Yeah, but this is nothing like Game of Thrones. <laughs> Okay, I'll I liked gi- I liked Game of Thrones until the last season. Right, right, right. I'll give it a shot. It's it's uh, it, I like I said, I started it, mm-hmm. but it's always the first few episodes take a little bit to get through. Sure. Um, what's another show that's on there that I was like, oh yeah, I don't know. There's so much, so many movies that I want to watch, um, documentaries, all that. So, what I wanted to talk about was the show called Barry. Barry. Yes. B E R R Y. B A R R Y. Okay. And I had heard that this was just a great show and it was doing really well. And I was like, About a guy named Barry? Yes. Okay. And it's uh, Bill Hader. Oh, okay. And I love Bill Hader. So it was written by Bill Hader and his buddy. And I think his friend directs some of the episodes, but it's written by both of them. And there's only two seasons so far, but. Oh, dude, I was so obsessed. I've already gone through the first season and I was to the point where like, you know, I don't have much time. My time is very limited Mm -hmm. with working as much as I do. I'm not in school right now, which is awesome. But, you know, I have very limited time, either uh, maybe an episode before work, an episode after work and then go back to sleep. But I wanted to know what happened. So I like rigged my phone up in the shower and was like watching it while I was showering. Wow. And I, it's the season one was amazing. And I'm, I'm starting season two now. Not too thrilled about it as I was season one. But just the even the even the concept of it, it's going to sound corny, but it's about a hitman who comes to Hollywood and kind of gets thrown into this acting world and decides that he wants to act instead of being a hitman. And it's the clash of these two worlds kind of pulling Barry to each side fighting over whether he continues to be an awesome hitman or continues to be like a terrible actor. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It's, Interesting. It's it's dark. Bill, it's Bill funny. Hader is, Bill Hader is really funny. Yeah. It, and what I like about HBO Max is after every episode, the two of them sit there and they kind of talk about their thought process and what they why they wrote that episode the way they did. Mm. It's it's an awesome show. HBO Max is amazing. If you have access to it, watch Barry. Let me know what you think. Okay. I thought it was amazing. Bill Hader on um, SNL when he left, there was definitely a noticeable. Yeah. Like he writes off. for South Park too now. Does he? Yeah. Okay. He is one of the most genuinely funny people. I really like him. I really like John Mulaney as well. And when Mulaney left SNL, yeah. you could definitely tell it there was a dip in the writing. Yeah. So. So that's all I wanted to say about. Your attempted murder and Barry's murders. <laughs> uh, I mean, we. I, I would say that what whatever ended up happening with uh, what ended up happening with what's um, with us getting to the dowels, I think was worth it because it was really cool. I had never climbed up on that rock mm-hmm. on that rock feature. That was cool. That was pretty neat to get up there. And I liked it. See, it was beautiful out there too. Mm-hmm. So that driver, he lives in the dowels. He used to live in Hood River, and he said that since he lived. When he lived in Hood River, you know, there's there's that, what, 20-minute drive to the Dalles from Hood River? Mm-hmm. He said the weather is way better in the Dalles than in Hood River. And it's right on that that line of, like, rainforest to desert. Okay. And he's like, dude, with the sunshine we get in the summer, it's way better in the Dalles than it is in Hood River. Weird. Just because of that little difference. But if you look at the drive, like... When we were up at the lake, you look out and they're kind of like brown hills, right? Mm -hmm. But when we were anywhere before that, it was all rain and cloudy and trees. Mm -hmm. So there is that difference. Oh, yeah. Weird. Weird how close it is. It is weird. And just that instant change. But I don't know. It was beautiful out there. Absolutely beautiful. So beautiful that I was kind of looking for like opportunities out there. Mm. Just looking. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's nice out there. Yeah. I was sure it's more on Washington side, but yeah, you got uh, Centerville is the closest city to. Well, they had like uh, what's it called, Dallasport, and I don't know. There's a few mm-hmm. little cities yeah, out white, there. Yeah, white salmon. White salmon. That's mm-hmm. the one I was thinking of. Um, so yeah, I mean it's nice, but yeah, whatever. Anyways, what's up with you? Oh, I mean just. Trying to not have an absolute, uh, just trying not to have an absolute meltdown yesterday. Why um, yesterday? Well, what happened yesterday? Uh, um, people stormed the Capitol, <laughs> <laughs> which you never thought you would probably say in the United States. Dude, we're living <laughs> in this time. It's like, are we like, this is the kind of stuff you see happen in some like quasi two-bit dictatorship yeah. in somewhere in central africa like this isn't whoa 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 let's not specify places here okay but where <laughs> where did the where did the majority of coups happen today let latin america currently no okay historically well in the both in, okay <laughs> okay fine latin america in the mid 20th century there you or, go uh today's africa which i love coups in, a, in Latin America in the mid-20th century. Mm. That's like, when people ask me my favorite history, I think that's my favorite history. Okay. And how disgusting is it that the U.S. was involved in so much of it? Not great. <laughs> Not great. Anyways, sorry. Hey, but it was to stop communism. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And democracy. Communism. <laughs> 
God. I wrote a whole paper about. I printed it out. I want to reread it, and I'm going to bring it. I'm bringing it up again. But like about how Guatemala was on its way to like developing its own autonomy and uh, democracy, in the United States stepped in and screwed them. Hmm. I believe it. Yeah. There was a lot of missteps. Um, Oliver North um, wasn't great. Yeah. So. Anyway, so storm in the Capitol, dude. Yeah, uh, incited by the president, and I mean, I just there's so was many. Was it incited by the president? One hundred percent. he literally said, <laughs> "We're going to go march on the Capitol." Also, and then his people turn around, march down Pennsylvania Avenue, the ve- the very route that he told them to take, show up at the Capitol, and then bust them doors down. But but what about all? And those? then he sat back in the White House, and when they wanted to and bring giggled, in, dude, and w- giggled, and when they wanted to bring in the the uh, National Guard, which he was all too happy to use to blow out Lafayette Square so he could stand there with the Bible upside down, mm-hmm. have his joint op, his joint uh, picture op with the Joint Chiefs of Staff and uh, the uh, Secretary of Defense. Mm-hmm. He he didn't want to call them in while the literal Capitol was being ransacked. Yeah. So, yeah, it was an attempted coup. It was insurrection. Whatever other word you want to attach to it, that's what it was. There is no... It's hyper- just a simple protest. There is no, hyper- there is no hyperbole. So, with, with if this. I call it a simple protest, that's fair? No, that is, that is understating. You just said whatever word we want to use. You, okay, that oversells <laughs> it. That oversells what happened. Yeah, you absolutely. Can, you cannot oversell. No. Um, what happened yesterday? Well, what about all the what about all the protests and riots and city burning of Black Lives Matter? If you're drawing that equivalence, <laughs> shame on you. I'm sorry. Like they that, are. Well, of course they are. It's easy to do, right? Yeah. It, it's easy to draw a false equivalency when you don't want to have to admit that. Um, I don't know the guy you've been supporting for the last four years. Literally tried to run some sort of half baked, poorly hatched plan to overthrow the government yesterday because i I think in his mind he legitimately thought the military would come to his aid i think i think think? there's a part of him or there's a part of the people who planned that who legitimately thought because you see in um there's there's a a lot of the internet chat rooms my manager john keeps tabs on this one called 24-hour campfire Mm -hmm. and it's 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 magaverse right okay and it's they were they legitimately believed that um that when this happened that the military was going to step in and help the overthrow and they would basically like that was the start of martial law like they they truly believe that and i do think there's a lot of a lot of those people who stormed that capital yesterday believing that when the military showed up they were showing up to be on their side and that didn't happen um <laughs> but what if it did we can't go down that route but it's happened in other countries, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it's not far for the him them to like think that. We always talk about like the big one of the biggest mistakes here is that like people think that this can't happen to the United States. Well, Donald Trump has proved every time that we thought there's no way that we never thought we would see this and it happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just continuous push. So. There, there are people I was talking to yesterday, and they're just like, nah, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. I'm like, dude, we can't think that way. We have to think of, the, like, pro, like proactive, mm-hmm. not reactive to, to this. This is set a bar. Yeah. I mean, this is, the, this is why um, 
anybody who supports Trump is not a conservative. Because if you're conservative, I was thinking about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. A true conservative understands the importance of norms. And they understand the importance of norms because the, 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 the ascent, one of the essentials of self-government is that people will regulate themselves, right? right? We don't need government telling us to do or have need a law for everything because ultimately, if you believe in self-government and people acting in their own self-interest, all of this will find equilibrium over time, mm-hmm. right? And so people understand that norm, like un, the unwritten rules of how of behavior, normative behavior, normative ideas, nor, like existing in society through institutions like religion and, um, and common sense government, that those those unwritten rules the norms that are implied that are implicit in or in how americans act right is go is more is as important as govern as you know any sort of written law right and so go, conservatives generally believe that you th- you th- you flout norms at your own peril there's n- like there's nothing conservative about what happened yesterday mm-hmm that is that they just flouted they just literally just tore apart norms it's radicalism that's it's not it is the that is the antithesis of conservatism right so if you're you cannot you can no longer call yourself a conservative american like right. i've been making this argument but this is the line like that is the line of demarcation yeah like there is no this is this is as black and white as it comes what every is, other th- what is but whether you're conservative or like if you're conservative if you're trying to call yourself conservative and storming or, the capital or even an american mm-hmm. and you support and you and your supporter, you're, or you're trying to, you're staying silent about this. Mm-hmm. This is where it's black and white. Gotcha. This is the line of demarcation in my to me, and there I don't think there's any room for argument. If you if you're like trying to some sort of equivocate this, or you're trying to hedge a bit, no, 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 no. This is a line. You're either you're and you got to choose what side you're on. Yeah. Because this is this is where this bullshit ends. Yeah. Like your opinion, like oh, this is my opinion, like. All you know, this is a free country. I have the freedom of speech. Yeah. Sure, you do. You've got all of that. But at this point, this is this is the this is we're we've reached the end. We've reached the edges of uh, the Overton window. Mm-hmm. Like it is not acceptable. This is that's not acceptable behavior. And you just like we just broke one of the one of the last standing norms that this president hadn't broken up to this point. Right. And that is essentially telling people to go form a coup. Right. Of our government, like. Dude, if if we don't start to re self regulate our behavior and start calling out the people, I called it. I called somebody on our floor yesterday. I might get in trouble. I called him a fucking idiot. No, uh, like a customer. Well, he used to work here. He used to work at. He used to work there, but he's currently a customer. Oh well, then he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, he's a massive fucking idiot. <laughs> but I called him a fucking idiot because he came in and he said like, "Oh, you see what's going on in the Capitol?" He's like, "It's." He's like, "Isn't it super funny?" And I was like, I'm like, why do you think it's funny? He goes, oh, because they did. He's like, they deserve it. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. I don't disagree, Jake. I love seeing you like this because I got to this point a while ago. Not that you didn't, but I definitely got to the point where, like, I have zero tolerance for these morons. Like, like, I don't remember what the bar was for supporting Donald Trump, but I remember him doing something. And, oh, I think it was the, the... Supreme Court saying that they don't like him anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, that was it. Like, this is your guy? You're a moron. Like, I'm sorry. There's no excuse for you supporting this guy now. And that was the bar for me. Mm -hmm. So how do you think I feel today after this? There's this Trump supporter has like that I go back and forth with with has always called me jihad because he thinks I'm like a leftist extremist because I don't support Trump. Well... 
yesterday, I called him a terrorist all day. I said, if you support that, I go, <laughs> I go, you're un-American and you're a terrorist. I go, what, what? I go, he was wearing a Trump hat. I go, how can you wear that? Just call, and dude, you could just see it. Like, he, he, he knows he, I think he just supports Trump for the troll, right? Mm-hmm. But I think yesterday was a real kind of shock to the system of those people who are just l- liking him for the troll. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm like, who's the jihad now, bro? Yeah. <laughs> well, someone that is very close to me in my family mm-hmm. and someone that you have had many, uh, many, many, many social media uh Back and forth with. Also, jihad is the fight against enemies of Islam. So, well, he's ignorant. I know. He wears a Trump hat. I, I mean, he doesn't know. Understand also, one thing I want to say is, I go. He was wearing a camo Trump hat, and I'm like, good thing that's camo, dude, so you can kind of blend in and hide. He goes, I'll, I'll wear my red one, and I was like, I dare you to wear your red one. If he shows up today in the red one, man, he has like, a he has a mask that he took a picture and sent it to me. It's a fuck Joe Biden uh, face mask. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so tell me about your experience or something. Oh, saying? this morning, like someone that you and I, like we know, you know, he said to me today, he's like, "Well, I pretty much lost all all the support I had for Trump after yesterday." Shut the fuck up! I swear to God, as he said to me this morning. Are you kidding me? I swear. He's like, I still consider myself a Republican, but I go, I I don't support him anymore. Give me a second while I pick my jaw up off the floor. I know. I couldn't believe it. I don't even know what to say. Wow. Wow. That's why I'm I'm, I'm having... A, I have a little bit more empathy for the... You were saying this this morning. For some of the... Yeah. Um, for some of the Republicans who have been in power and have enabled him. Not that they don't deserve criticism. Right. Um, Everyone and, does, and and it's hard because it's like you guys knew what you do were doing were wrong more even more so than the than the average you know citizen right. who just isn't privy to the access to information that our senators are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that there was. I think yesterday was an awakening moment for many of them. Like, did you see Lindsey Graham yesterday? I did. Like, he looked like he lost his... He just, like, snapped. He looked like he snapped yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. it doesn't matter. I'm recording because this is a real moment right now. <laughs> okay. You can tell Jen what you want. Okay, I will have a... Va- <laughs> Thank you guys for getting me Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, vanilla, uh, a vanilla bean um, frappuccino. Hell yeah. yeah. Vanilla bean blended cream. Yeah, just how they make it. Yeah. Uh, can I get a <laughs> white chocolate mocha with an extra shot, please? No. Yeah. Okay, and I, and I feel like some. I feel like I don't. I don't know what we can talk about, but I feel like there's got to be. We have to do something to take take a shot or something for celebration. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what? No, I don't. No, I don't. Um, so I paused it to 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 order our Starbucks, and Jen just came in here and told me that they bought tickets for Lovely to come in two weeks. And then I started crying. It's for the move, for placement. So she doesn't have to go back and then come yeah. back. Like she's legitimately like. Are you kidding me? Wow. That's amazing. Uh, oh my god. 
Wow. Okay. You guys are going to be parents in two weeks. Dude, we were literally saying the other day, like, you know, we want her here. We miss her. We, we wish she was here. And then we're like, wait, time out. Like, we're, we're pushing this hard, right? Mm-hmm. But we're gonna be parents. Like, yeah. let's take let's take this time and really enjoy. Like, we kind of just felt like this release of just like like let's let let's let go mm-hmm. and just let things happen naturally. Um, and then as soon as you know you kind of settle with that, this happens. Yeah. So stupid. <laughs> it's it is crazy how that works. But <sighs> oh my god, I just oh. God, man, I started to tear up. Yeah. Like, this is just amazing. Uh, it's such good news. I know. It's so good. And, like, she needs it, and we all need it. You know what I mean? It's been a mm-hmm. long, long time. Um, Wow. Wow. So not only do you drop the news about the person we know, and I'm stunned by that. You literally just threw a haymaker and stunned me. <laughs> and she comes in and says yeah, that. Can you, can you, like, yeah, I can't even imagine... Your, uh, <laughs> I don't your even emotional, know what to say. Uh, like roller coaster. Wow. 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 Two weeks. Two weeks and she's going to be here. That's crazy. I can't wait. I can't wait. When is that? When is that? Uh, it's like either the 20th or 21st. They bought the plane tickets, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's the exact day they told us that sh- they would come. Wow. On inauguration day too. Hell yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's starting it hey, that's like legitimately like a like a new beginning for like so on so many different levels. I was having a It's actually kind of poetic. It is. I was kind of having like an, a panic attack and anxiety and just freaking out. My body I can tell like I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go to work. I didn't want to record today. Because of anxiety. Yeah. You know, it and fucking zaps you. And I Why do you and, think I hike so much. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and I told Jen, I was like, you know what? I know that I want to record tomorrow. I know when Jake gets here, I'm gonna have the best time. Mm-hmm. But just everything with with Lovely and getting her here has just been like I'm trying to be strong through it, mm-hmm. but obviously it's affecting me. And everyone at work who knows the situation every day is like, any news? Any news? And like this woman who was adopted, she's really invested in our in our story mm-hmm. and she like checks every day and asks how lovely is, like says her name and knows everything and like just is always asking me how she is or any news. And I just for for the last few weeks I've just like nothing. And she yesterday she finally was like, you know what? I'm going to stop asking, but I'm always hoping for good news from you. And it's like, that gives me anxiety. Like, mm-hmm. I have to go to work and now expect, like, people are expecting for something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. This. And I, I don't know what to say, but today, mm-hmm. I have good news. Today, you have good news. It's a good day. Wow. Today is a good day. Wow. Wow. All right. Sorry, guys. Hey, uh, um, but before we leave, make sure um, that I need ideas for gifts so I can have something for when she. Uh, we so we have um, a wish list for um, things like she needs okay. to move, mm-hmm. but then we also have a wish list on Amazon for like play. Okay, so I'll I don't say, know I'll how to. I don't know how to access wish. I'll send wish them list. to you. Thank you. And I'm you old. can look through them, and then you can you can even like like a. Uh, 
CJ's parents mm-hmm. ordered something off there and then had it gift wrapped by Amazon. Really? And, dude, it's fancy. I'll show you. Okay. It came gift wrapped. Super nice. You don't have to do that, but there's there's a ton mm-hmm. of options mm-hmm. of like you can write a personal note, all this stuff. Okay. And and anything that you get her, whether for because we still have all the Christmas stuff, um, we'll wrap it and we'll put you know from Uncle Jake. Okay. So cool. Great. Whatever. Or you can hang on to it, mm-hmm. order it yourself, and have it delivered to you, and then bring it to her. Whatever okay. you want to do. I think I'll do that. Yeah. Okay. Do that. Okay. Um, okay. Sorry. Wow. Wow. <sighs> Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. <laughs> I feel like he's not even worth talking about at this point, um, based on everything that we've already... Um, um, but, I, I mean, for the sake of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think it is worth it, because I want to say... like. Um, my best friend got engaged uh, on Christmas, mm-hmm. and his um, his fiance posted this thing on uh, Instagram today that I just thought was really kind of inspiring, but also like I don't know. It was a picture of their son. They have two kids now, mm-hmm. and the caption was "To my children." I wouldn't change you for the world, but oh, how I wish I could change the world for you. Mm. So as much as this is kind of been chopped up, Lindsey Graham is exactly where we should talk about because there is a strong foundational belief amongst us, you and I, that we can change the world through these institutions, through these electors, through through advocacy through um volunteerism there are things that we can do to change this world and and i'm i'm not calling out laura specifically but i'm just saying in general if you feel that way there are methods and there are paths for you to do things to change the world now that that comes with the pressure of me also thinking like come on jeff you really need to do more which i absolutely agree covid has kind of screwed everything on that Mm -hmm. because i would be doing double the volunteering that i am but you do to the republic every month like that is whether you see it that way as or not that is contributing to what is necessary for change mm-hmm. it's an educational show to change the minds of maybe one person who's listening to have a better understanding of what the f is going on and i'm only well so well versed in what what you're doing with ttr is because i've used ttr as the foundation for every project in my communications <laughs> master's program. Well, okay. Well, it's <laughs> you. You are talking about TTR as if like you didn't have something like you were like instrumental in its right. formation. You came up with a damn name. Yeah. Um, cool ass intro too. In the intro, in the cool <laughs> ass intro. I mean, this. I, I I've always seen the show as mine and yours. Well, and you're listed as the host, dude. Well, I mean. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. Like by them, yeah. like there's, yeah. it's yeah. I'm the only host on there. I think to so. And then I think it says co-host Matt and then co-host Jeff. Oh really? I think so. Something okay, like that. Okay. Well, I'll ask Susan to fix that. But um, I'm anyway, just, I'm just giving you shit. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, so Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Uh, it, he didn't look like broken and like defeated, but like. Almost like someone slapped him mm-hmm. and was like, "Come on, dude!" Like, what have you like? What have you been doing? Yes. Apparently, Pence had him one of those moments yesterday. One of someone, one of his aides, uh, or someone who's really close to him, Inhofe, um, who I think is a senator. Uh, let me Google that really quick. But anyway, Inhofe t- 
tweet told um somebody that he's like this is the most mad um i have ever seen pence apparently after that call yesterday and everything that went down Mm -hmm. because prior to uh trump going to his rally and prince pence showing up at congress to you know do this the the whole counting of the yeah he's a senator from oklahoma um in hoff anyway so Pence calls the president and says, hey, I don't have the power, nor am I going to, nor nor do I have the will to overturn an election. Mike said that. Mike said that. Yeah. Pence. And Mike. Mike Pence. We're, we're friends. You guys are for, for, on first name basis? <laughs> you guys have uh, chats about his bunny, Marlon Bundo? Marlon Bundo? That's the name of his rabbit. That's right. Yeah. Anyways. Uh and apparently Trump for like 15 minutes just berated him. Just just was in I person guess, in over the phone. Oh. I guess was just I guess just awful. I as awful as Trump can be to somebody he was to Pence. And apparently Pence got off the phone and was just livid and said after all the things I fucking done for that guy is what he told Inhofe who's who's in a senator from yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. And dude, I'm telling you man cuz did you see his did you see Trump's tweet this morning? Where no. he said like there's he's like as much as I disagree with it and he's like the evidence like oh points, yes I was gonna bring that there up. will be a a uh, like a peaceful transition, transition of power of yeah. power on the twentieth yeah I guarantee you Pence the cabinet and then the the uh, the con- con- and congressional leaders sat with that man yesterday and said you were gone unless you tell the people that there's going to be a peaceful transition of power yeah. Which is why right now the only people you are seeing tweet. I've been following Twitter. I follow a lot of the main, main like congressional leaders on yeah. Twitter. The only people that you are you are seeing talking about impeachment now are Ocasio Cortez and Ilhan Omar. But mm. but none of the none of the you're not you're not really seeing the 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 in the, the enhanced rhetoric from the right. real power brokers in Congress. But from what I understand yesterday, there were some real stirrings about like if, he, and I knew it was going to come to that. Mm-hmm. Like if this dude does not check himself or get checked, they will take him out. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you're right. Maybe there was a conversation had like, yeah. this is like, this is your legacy dude. Like whether you believe it or not, like you're done. And you can either end that with you just walking out or you being removed. Mm-hmm. And how embarrassing would that be? Yeah. Being removed through the 25th Amendment. Which, by your own people. By your own people using the 25th Amendment, which is basically saying that you were you were removed. This is how history would remember you. Yeah. As you were removed for being unfit for office. For 15 days. Yeah. For 15 more days. They could not take another day of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Lindsey Graham just was just like kind of he, I, I like how he worded it. He said, you know, maybe maybe this needs to be said and maybe it needs to be said. Most importantly, by me, Joe Biden won the election. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the guy I, I was having a hard time with this because it we have such a short collective like attention span because and, and some of that's not our fault because there is so much with this presidency like you just cannot remember most of it right but this is the this lindsey graham is the guy who when the impeachment first hit the senate said i'm not calling any witnesses like that's right. lindsey graham that is also lindsey graham right don't forget that this guy is the biggest political opportunist 
opportunist there is. And he, whichever yeah. way the wind is blowing, he wants to be the first to ride those coattails. <laughs> and maybe uh, yet I think this was probably a bridge too far and for him. Mm-hmm. And I do think what his emotions yesterday were genuine. They looked genuine. Yeah. Uh, and I do genuinely believe that he he's he says it. Right. He believes that stuff because there's a video of him like shortly after um it was announced that Biden had won. Yeah. On the Senate floor when uh, when Senator Harris, then Senator Harris mm-hmm. would actually at that point would have been vice president elect Senator uh, Vice President elect Harris. Lindsay walks up to her on the Senate floor and like is shaking her hand and like looking like giving her like a congratulatory like mm. pat on the back. Like this is all. I mean, it's, he, for show. it's, it's all. Most of this shit is for show, and you people believed it enough to go storm the fucking Capitol, dude. They these so the politicians did it. They wrote they they rode the the wind of Trump to get reelected to secure their position in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Now it, they don't have to. No, it's Lindsey Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell. Yeah. have six years. Yep, left. Yep, they will they out they will outlive Trumpism. Yep. And that's that you can see that 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 was the the goal. Right. Mm-hmm. But then what you're talking about is like these Trumpsters who stormed the Capitol. People died. People died for somebody who's sitting in the White House, literally like rubbing oh, his so hand. Much, thank you, Jen. S- somebody who's rubbing their hands together laughing maniacally at what he has caused Mm -hmm. and people died for that guy he doesn't care he hasn't batted one single eye for those people Mm -mm. do you know what the other three people who passed who have other people who passed away do you know what they do we know what they died from no it's uh cj said injuries was it injury Uh, yeah like injuries from being there and, and who knows what else happened but it's just i it, this is insane. What an insane, what an insane moment in history. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> just look at the last four years in, in, in its total. Like, wow. But we're we're having a conversation a little bit about you know people and people kind of in the eleventh hour, as you put it, turning on Trump. Mm-hmm. So not only have we seen Trump. At the, the the first sign of of needing to or wanting to turn on anybody, he doesn't care. He will turn on anyone and everyone. And now we're kind of seeing everyone turn on him after this. Um, but one one person that I've kind of stood by um, with with conversations that I've had with some other people is Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. And you and I have talked a little bit about Mitt Romney, but um, people were just like, "Yeah, well." I still don't like Mitt Romney, even though he said what he said yesterday or whatever. And it's like Mitt Romney has been the only one consistently saying, like, I'm pushing back on Trump for this. I'm pushing back on Trump for that. Now, there are things he stayed quiet on, but for the the for the 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 norms or for the constitutional infringements, like Mm -hmm. he has spoken out on those things. And that's what I appreciate about him. Plus, dude, did you see that video of him getting on that plane? That was disgusting. They're all chanting that he's a traitor? That he is a traitor? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Did he just lead a freaking attack on the capital of the United States of America? No. 
Mm-hmm. Donald Trump did the one that you that's encouraging you to call Mitt Romney a traitor. Playing a passion. Yeah. The um, I th- that bothered me so much. But then I I was thinking about you know we were talking about this morning you me and CJ in the group message and. Yeah. We're talking about perceived power versus so you know, good. actual power so like good. versus actual capability. Perceived capability versus actual capability. Great and conversation. You're looking at a senator, right? Senator Mitt Romney, mm-hmm. who was a former uh, governor of Massachusetts and presidential candidate, Republican nominee for president, sitting in by himself in a tarmac yes. in Utah. No security around him at all. These people without masks just go walking right up to him. With their cell phones, mm-hmm. recording him, and he gets on a commercial flight and is flying to D.C. I mean, any like literally, and you would think that okay, well, everybody had to have gone through security at that yeah. point, but he still could have been physically accosted for sure. If somebody really wanted to do damage, yeah. Which at this point you can't put past these people because they just stormed the fucking Capitol, yeah. And we're spraying the you know the police. Right. Know, who they supposedly they back on you know unequivocally mm-hmm. got to back the blue blue lives matter right mm-hmm. until they don't agree with you yeah until they're, they're tra- stopping and, you and then they're traitors yeah right um Ugh. I I just you can't you can't put at this point the MAGA hat you cannot uh, you just can't assume right off the bat that anybody wearing a MAGA hat isn't capable of doing something like that right. Because if you're still wearing it today, mm-hmm. after what happened yesterday, you can't. Not all of a sudden, all of that. You you can't. You don't. You no longer get the benefit of the doubt, in my opinion. As I'm holding a Trump 2020 pen <laughs> pen in my hand, <laughs> I got this from a Trump supporter, and I was like, "Dude, that's history right there." I'm hanging on to that. Yeah, it, it, dude. Like, did you see Cory Booker's? Mm-mm. Dude, dude, what a great just like calling them out like you you are waving a flag of an individual in the Capitol building that you just stormed. Mm-hmm. You're not waving an American flag. You're waving the flag of a single individual. And I just saw some other videos of like like this, like what a what a what a sign of privilege that these aside from the the way that it was handled cuz we could we could spend a lot of time on that the the black lives matter protests being complete met completely with armed soldiers yeah, and we'll get to this we have we I mean we're going to have weeks to talk about and this. these guys and these people being met with just like Paul Blart like hey stay back you know mm-hmm. There was no preparedness for this, even though Trump had said for weeks to be there on this day. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest sign of privilege. But one one that really stands out to me is what are they there for? What are they there for? They are there because they oppose the results of a free and fair election and because their guy didn't win. Mm-hmm. So now they can storm the Capitol and break into the Capitol. There's footage from a few years ago where there are a bunch of. American citizens in the Capitol, occupying the Capitol building for Medicaid. They're, they're people in wheelchairs. And what do they do? They're ripping and dragging these people out of their wheelchairs and dragging them outside. 
Mm-hmm. That is disgusting. Yeah. The the these like w- look at that privilege line right there. They're being dragged out, pulled, removed from their wheelchairs. That's disgusting. But why are they there? They're there for Medicaid. They're looking for help. They're looking for health care from the government. Mm-hmm. That's why they stormed the Capitol. That's why they occupied the Capitol. Not for Donald Trump. Go, re- go read the history about the bonus army and what, oh, yeah. and what the government yeah. did to um, encampments of yeah. soldiers who were just looking for the money that they were owed right. for fighting in World War One. And there was there were dozens of U.S. veterans yeah. shot yeah. by police, and nothing. I mean, there was there, uh, there was one woman who died fighting for what Trump told her to believe in. Yeah, like that's on you. Yeah, that's on you, Howley, Senator Howley from yeah. Missouri, who lives in Virginia. <laughs> I, I just need to point that out every single time that guy's not even that guy shouldn't even be a valid senator. Right, and senators can be removed. Yeah, I think that needs to be a conversation. I think Cruz, people are having Howley, that conversation. Blackburn, the, what Lincoln Project is calling the seditious six. Oh, the really? People who are still voting, who voted against. It was only six now? Only six. It dropped so, from 14 to six. Wow. Mm-hmm. After yesterday. That's what I was saying. Like, I after all that, <laughs> and then the, the count and vote resumed, I'm like, how do you stand up and now argue for Donald Trump? Yeah, six of them still did. Wow. I mean, apparently Cruz is hedging that uh, in four years when he runs for president, the MAGAverse will still be will still be a thing. And for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that, that's what he's banking on. And that's the only reason to still do it is that you you truly that he truly believes is that he can use this as political advantage. Which is interesting because I read that Pence. Although the example of being angry is also uh, considering his potential future to run mm-hmm. and turned on Donald Trump. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't know how the party itself can survive in the state that it's in. Dude. Can you see like guys like Mitt Romney and Ben Sass, who have been the two most like the two most outspoken critics of the president well before this. Right. And then the, the cowards like Marco Rubio and the people who knew better, but didn't say anything. Right. And then you get the true believers or the people who are still thinking that this is the right way to go for their own self-interest. The Cruises, the Howleys, the Marsha Blackburns, the Ron, the Ron Johnsons. How do, how did that, how did those people under one banner? Yeah. Form a cohesive party. Yeah. You don't, you just don't. Well, and, and so I'm wondering is, does Mitt Romney, did, does he change caucuses? Does he go in caucus now with the Dem- I mean, Do you go in caucus with the Democrats? Right. Do you That'd try to do you start your own party? Do you th- or you try to expel um, those six out of the party? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's got to be a cleansing. The Republican Party has got to start cleansing itself. Yeah. You're gonna take and then just understand you're gonna take your lumps. Two years from now, yeah, it's gonna be a Republican bloodbath. What do you mean? Well, either they're going to get the, they're going to get voted out yeah. because you were a Republican under Trump. Right. The crazies are going to not either not show up like they didn't in Georgia. Mm-hmm. We haven't even talked about Ossoff and Warnock winning. Right. How amazing is that? Yeah. Georgia electing its first black senator. Right. Um. And 
they're either not going to show up or they're going to primary your ass, put up some crazy ass MAGA person who's going to lose to a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a bloodbath in two years of Republicans. Right. From both directions. Um, but maybe four years from now, you guys reframe yourself. Because here's the thing I was thinking about this morning in the shower. This is one of the reasons why I was late. Is that... <laughs> The you got like clearly, a shower clearly, crayon no, and you're I, drawing I, on the I wall. I have I. This is where I do most of my in the showers where I do I, mo- I do most of my thinking. Uh huh. And which is why I take really really long showers. Much of the yeah, that's to, what I told my mom too. I was thinking about politics. <laughs> <laughs> in my case, it's true. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> the uh, <laughs> shit. I just realized how that sounds. <laughs> All righty. Um. <laughs> In my personal reflection time, the uh, oh shit, I can't even keep turning a thought. Okay, so the pre- the the Republican Party cannot, if the Republican Party in its political calculations feels like it cannot win without the without the 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 base of the most crazy racist underbelly of the Republican Party, right? It right. cannot win without those people showing up and voting. Right. What does that say about your party's platform? Uh. Maybe it's time to maybe shift your party's platform away from pandering to, to that. Those, or appealing in any way. Appealing in any way to that. Make them outcasts and ostracized. And mm-hmm. I don't know, make your party more appealing to moderates or yeah. center left people right. there's nothing that says the republican party can't shift to a center left a center right yeah. party like let's let's shift the, the on the political spectrum the party and maybe that's how the republican party ends up winning in the future but right now i don't see a way that it it will win with a majority of americans who said somebody said it yes the other day and they didn't mean to say it because of how it came across it was a Republican senator, but he said Republicans can't win without the Electoral College. And that is true. Yeah. Like you're not a Republican is not going to win today the, the popular, popular vote. vote. Yeah. So without the Electoral College, the Republican Party cannot win national federal re- elections for president. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's not going to happen. Right. And and that doesn't mean to like just appeal to the popular the populace. Right. Um, but. There were thoughts of like, you know what, if there was somebody like Romney who who ran as a Republican and who who just made that little bit of shift, you know, what I, that you're talking about. I could see myself voting for a Republican. I voted for a pretty moderate Democrat. Mm-hmm. So that shows the shift. Four years ago, I was Bernie all the way. And now I've shifted just because of. I think the extremes of Donald Trump has kind of pushed everyone to like, okay, we've seen some extremes and we don't like that. But that doesn't mean that we're not working towards some of the ideas that uh, Senator uh, Sanders has presented. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's got some ideas and and some are extreme, but some are like some appeal to people enough. Not only appeal, but some are needs that people have that need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. So. And we see President Biden addressing those things. So that's why there's that. He, but he also is very conservative in some ways. That appeals to me. Yeah. I don't want somebody who's just bombastic and a lunatic. Mm-hmm. And I think that you have a great point in saying that, like, they could lose. Democrats could lose some votes to 
a more left-leaning re- Republican conservative. Mm-hmm. I think it totally could happen. Yeah. Just by just by not appealing to the freaking lunatics at the bottom. Yeah. Well, how many? I mean, how many Republicans are going to vote Republican, whether it's Trump or Romney? There's a lot. And with how many oh, independents? Yeah. And with how many independents? Um, there are because yeah. there is this this election. There were more. This was the highest percentage of people who were registered as independent in an election in the history of the United States. Wow. So party affiliation is starting to wane, like mm-hmm. hardcore, like party affiliation right. is starting to wane. And now I think a lot of those independents, you could argue like, well, how many of them are like they're independent because they don't like independent is hard to quantify. Right. Because yeah. you could be a, a Bernie supporter who just like, well, I think the Democratic Party is too yes. moderate. So I call myself an independent. Right. Vice versa on the other side or like or I'm a true moderate and I, I, I don't like that both sides seem to that both parties seem to be pushing uh, to the polls right. here. Um, so I register as independent. But I feel like... You did? No. Oh. No, no, no. I'm a okay. registered Republican. Oh, I thought uh, you said no, that. But there's no party registration in Washington, right? Gotcha, gotcha. But there's still... like I mean, I consider myself a Republican. Right, right. I will... I mean, I'm not going to say always consider myself a Republican because parties change. But... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, do, I do hope that there are... A, do hope that the Republican Party sees itself, understands that it needs to reframe itself. It cannot, it can no longer be the party that in any way is associated with what happened yesterday. Well, so one thing that we had both mentioned was that um, uh, appealing to the extreme, appealing to the, to the, you know, the, the MAGA, the MAGA peeps, right? Mm-hmm. Biden didn't appeal to the extreme left. Mm-mm. He didn't use rhetoric and ideas and policies to appeal to them and still won the popular vote. Because I think a lot of that had to do with who his opponent was. You think? Mm-hmm. So what does that look like when – you know what I mean? Like, I think I think if you had a Romney versus Biden ticket, right, right. you would have very low turn. You would have low turnout. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Biden probably would have still won the presidency. Yeah, yeah. Also, that's like a – like uh, uh, I don't know. Blazers in Philadelphia in the finals. Like nobody's watching that. <laughs> there was there was rumblings back in 2012 when Romney lost, basically saying, "How did the Republicans win going forward?" Yeah, you can't win in the media. Yeah, like your message is just your. There's a built-in bias in ma- in mainstream cable news media. Okay, against Republicans. Whether that's true or not, that is right. a perceived right for sure. Like Republicans are kind of they're fuds, right? They're yeah. Emo, they're Elmer J. Fuds. Yeah, they're your dad. Yeah, nobody likes Republicans because nobody likes their dad. Right, right. They're the guys that say no, you can't have free college because yeah. we can't afford it. The debt, deaf, and they talk about wonky stuff. They're Paul. They're the Paul Ryan's. They're the Mitt Romney's. Right. right. They're these guys that tuck their dress shirts into their jeans and wear new balance like these that's the republican party right so it's hard to win as a republican on the national stage right how on earth are you going to be able like this was a talk about in 2012 Mm -hmm. how does the like and then how do you win when obama had revolutionized how to campaign right he was the first candidate to use social media Mm -hmm. It was it was because social media became popular between 2008 and 2012. Right. He was the first one to to master it. And so not only are you 
were you fighting an image battle well, he already? Had people to master it. Okay, he did have people to master, but he was Those smart enough. Need cred. <laughs> he was, but he was smart enough to tap into it and go along For with sure. it, right? Yeah. I think there would have been a lot of resistance to try to do that mm, back then because right. social media was more of an unknown. And uh, <clears throat> they were already dealing with an image problem before that. People were tired of George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. So how does how did the Republican Party going going forward? Not only you're already dealing with it now, you're dealing with it exponentially because of social media. In the Republicans not knowing how to master social media. There was this question of how on earth are we ever going to be competitive again? Yeah. Enter Trump. Yeah. Trump figured it out to his credit. Trump figured it out. Yeah. He used social media. He used all of those things that Obama had that Obama and his in his campaign had done. Right. But to a whole nother level. And, I, and I'm wondering is if the Republican Party stays the way that it is today, mm-hmm. the only way it continues to win is Trumpism. Right. If it wants to hold the presidency. Right. Mm. Now, they could still very easily control Senate from, from election to election cycle right. because the, the, the makeup of states in the Senate are the way that works is, you know, with equal representation there's a lot more red states than there are blue states Mm -hmm. just because of the way the population population um density is in the united states yeah um but without the electoral college they're right like the republican party cannot win and now is that something the republican party needs to look at themselves right and say we need to start moving more as a we need to be more of a representative party of the aggregate american yes rather than holding on to these old ideals in an ever shrinking voting base. Right. And, and <clears throat> trying to use technicalities within the system to still gain advantage. And that's where I want to see the Republican party go. I agree. I agree. And I, I like that. I like what you're saying. A lot of what um, the campaigns that I've been building for my, for school mm-hmm. have been identifying and addressing voter apathy. And, and I'm just having, here's some thoughts that I'm having as you're talking about all this. Um, I, I, for me, one, we've con- continuously mentioned and, and celebrated Trump's, <clears throat> um, Trump's <laughs> ability to get everybody interested in U.S. civics <laughs> mm-hmm. and like, it's insane. So yesterday I'm, I have this, the Senate on my phone, I'm watching it and every driver that came to my window was like, Hey, are you watching the, the Senate, uh, the Senate votes and I was like yeah and he goes they point to their earphone and they're like yeah I've been listening to it all day crazy that's insane that's awesome that's insane so to the Trumpism versus maybe shifting right maybe you know uh, my buddy comes in and goes dude how can you just sit there and watch that and I'm like I go dude it's important one it's important two I'm interested in it but three how refreshing is it to hear politicians actually talk about shit that matters mm-hmm. opposed to Donald Trump? So maybe I'm, I'm just imagining and we're talking about the media like maybe it is refreshing to have Republican candidates who aren't bombastic lunatics who are addressing the issues of the American people. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a shift towards that, because if there's already a shift in people being more interested to watch this confirmation hearing. That nobody watches. What does that say about 
a shift in attention. Now, that's anecdotal, but maybe it isn't. Mm -hmm. Maybe more people are paying attention to stuff like that and researching stuff like that. So maybe if you have a candidate who is founded and grounded in policy, maybe not so boring and wonky, Mm -hmm. but flashy, right? But still talking about those policies and, and changes that need to be made. I don't know. I just feel like for me... For me, watching the senators talk last night, it was it was encouraging for me mm-hmm. because Donald Trump isn't up there saying it. Lindsey Graham, even hearing him talk the way he was, was encouraging to me. Like, everybody's going, okay, oh, shit. Letting that cat out of the bag was probably not the best idea. And I think everybody kind of feels that. Not everybody, but that low margin compared to the rest of the population mm-hmm. kind of feel like, regardless of who runs in four years I, I i don't know i can't see and i could be wrong but i can't see an extremist like trump winning mm-hmm. the nomination for the republican party maybe maybe but i just for me it's refreshing to see actual civility and and if i see if i see a congress and i see senators working across the aisle that does good for me mm-hmm. more than the oppositions. Yeah. So I was doing some research yesterday to build off of what you're saying. Yeah. I think that's a real, like, I, I, I loved what you're saying. And it sparked something in, in what I was reading up yesterday. Cause what, what does a 50, 50 Senate look like? Right. And what, what is, what has happened in the past when there's been 50, 50 splits? There's mm-hmm. only, it's only happened three times in wow. the history of our country, which is crazy to think about. That like, is crazy. There's only been a 50, 50 split in the Senate three times. And then obviously we know that the vice president is the president of the Senate. Right. So um, theoretically, uh, the Senate, ha- the Democrats have control of the Senate because uh, Vice President Harris is the uh, would be the the tie-breaking vote. So they have fifty-one to fifty votes. But the way the Senate rules, voting rules are, other than budgetary, mm-hmm. um, other than budgetary uh, items, bills, uh, most things have to be passed with a sixty-vote margin. So it's right. not. It's so it's not really like. Uh, the Democrats have this overwhelming right. um, control. Uh, if they had 51, they really would, but they don't. So unless it's budgetary, they can't really pass um, anything with a 51 with, with 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 Kamala Harris's vote. Interesting. With Kamala Harris's vote, and the so I was back. The last time there was a 50-50 split in the Senate was in 2001, mm-hmm. when. Um, when Bush was elected president and there was a Republican controlled uh, Senate, mm-hmm. but it was, fi- it was 50, it was 50, 50, but because Dick Cheney mm-hmm. was president, it was a 51, 50. The, I was listening at their, uh, the, the Atlantic or maybe it was the post had, um, <clears throat> was talking and they were talking about actually to Max Bukak- Bukakis, who was the, uh, the Senate minority leader for the mm. Democrats and then they're also talking about whoever the, the Senate majority leader was at the time. But they, they said, like, in a 50-50 split, because there's so many things you like the public doesn't know about. Like, there's all these different Senate rules. And in each Congress that they get, as the as the majorities change, the, the rules change. Okay. But, like, how does um, – and it's all things about what is the makeup of a, um, of a committee. And normally, like, on the committees, if, the, if one party is in – is in power is one party is uh, has a majority there's a there's more democrats or more republicans on a committee than the other party okay 
and that's all important in terms of how bills get through the process, right. the confirmation processes of, of, of political appointees, stuff like that. So <clears throat> they were saying in a 50-50 split, it's interesting because how do you, how do you go about arranging the committees? Mm-hmm. And they said, well, back then, we're like, he's like the, he, the, the Senate Majority Leader. His name started with an L. I think it was like a lot or something like mm-hmm. that. And he said, I could have told the Democrats to F you. Mm-hmm. Like, we have control of the presidency. We have, by, therefore, quasi-control of the Senate. Mm-hmm. We're, we're taking over. Mm-hmm. But he's like, it would have been constant warfare every day. Mm-hmm. Instead, me and Bukakis sat down, Bukakis sat down, and we came up with rules that, you know, we, we, we on committees, it was a 50-50 split wow. on committees. Wow. And we constantly worked every single day together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had our disagreements, but we talked more in a day right. than, than uh, Schumer and McConnell talk on a month of Sundays. Yeah, yeah. It was his exact quote. And I'm like, God... In less than two decades, look how far we've come in right. polarization. That's crazy to right. me. So I'm hopeful. Me too. I'm hopeful that this culmination of the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in our, like one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in our government, especially with a noose being built outside Literal our capital. gallows hanging And dudes outside. walking through, like dude walking through our capital, the fucking Confederate flag, something that didn't even happen during the Civil War. Right. I hope that going forward with this 50-50 split, that Democrats and Republicans start rebuilding those norms of cooperation. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. But, I mean, look but, at us on and, the opposite on, side of and, this table. And it's on you, Democrats, <laughs> because honestly, it's the first movers complex. Yeah. Right? Who want? like, I don't, would anybody blame Chuck Schumer, who's probably going to be, end up being the Senate Majority Leader, for t- not telling Mr. McConnell, who's done nothing but be a thorn in the side of of, of, of President Obama, mm-hmm. of everybody, just the the ultimate obstructionist. Nobody would blame Schumer for flipping off McConnell and saying, "F you, we're doing everything we can, right, to not work with you, right." But I hope that they resist that because somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Somebody has to take that risk and extend that olive branch and take on that take on the risk of having the suckers pay off mm-hmm. because that's how cooperation has to start. Yep. That's just that's that's where my brain has been for and the I, last few days. And I think there's lessons hours. in there's lessons in Trump. Right. Mm-hmm. We've seen when when we don't cooperate, how polarized we get, and how that can lead to storming the Capitol. Cooperation is necessary. Mm-hmm. They have to do it, dude. And you know what? I don't really call representatives, and I don't really care to get that active. But if I don't see cooperation like that, I might start doing it. Because honestly, I felt like maybe the Republicans would never listen to me, right? And maybe they won't. But like we're talking, maybe there is a shift. I hope there's a shift in identifying how problematic and how dangerous it can be when we don't work together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, cooperation cooperations breeds so many other things that are necessary. So many other yeah. norms. Mutual cooperation. Mutual to- mutual I mean mutual tolerance. Yeah. This belief that we're not like my political opponent, we may have differences politically and an 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 idea, we may have a difference of ideas, but I don't see you as as my enemy and I don't and I and I don't see you as un- illegitimate to hold power. Right. 
that's how storming the Capitol happens. These people did not believe that the Democrats have a legitimate right to power. Yeah. And we haven't had that belief since the Civil War. Yeah. I don't know. I'm optimistic. But I am I am optimistic because I think of how many people rejected it, you saw too. it, and then said, no, that's not for me. Yeah. It sucks we had to get there to this point. But silver lining. Yeah. I've often said that the only way, like, because a lot of us are like, how do we ever get off of this precipice? Mm-hmm. How do we get off of the cliff of this with this polarization and this nativism and this constant need to be fighting each other? Mm-hmm. And I've always said it. it's, you know, historically, the answer is warfare. Right. Like, you have to become sick of warfare to not want to fight a war. Right. And the only way to become sick of warfare is to go through it. Yeah. To see its horrors. If all, if we can get, get off of that, pre- if American King, well, one, we already took the first step in unelecting an incumbent populist, mm-hmm. which is historically almost impossible. Mm-hmm. If we can take that next step and get off of this, this polarization without having to fight a civil war or to go fight some other bloody other fight some other bloody nationalist war like world war like world war one was for right. a lot of european countries um if we can get off of that i mean world war ii was for a lot of european countries if we can get off of that without with just this little just kind of you know, it's it's a stain, but it could have been far worse. Oh, what could have happened? Yeah. What could have happened could be far worse than what ended up doing. I think that show really shows shows the strength of of the of of Americans and in the strength of our institutions. Right. But we'll see. It's going to be a crazy next two weeks. Yeah, I'm crazy. excited. All right. Well, two weeks. We know what's happening. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Thank you guys for listening. Sorry for the interruption. Um, Jake, thank you for showing up. Of course. Showing out. My Republican friend. My Democratic friend. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.